Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the forefront they have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fifth that they had faith in you. Darian Govier will be here to provide you with plenty of fantasy baseball content. But first, we want to get you involved. We don't want you to be silent partners. We want you to be active members of the Palazzo Podcast realm. The community and the world we create here happens with you. And that means following us on Twitter, 2Ls2Zs Palazzo Podcast, then connecting through the Discord, which will unleash a world of opportunity for you to learn, share ideas, and make Skrilla every day with DFS if you need it. All through the Plazo Podcast Discord. It's free to sign up, and the link can be found at the Twitter handle Palazzo Podcast. Link is in the bio. That's where you'll find the Patreon, too, if you want to take it even further. Your support of the show means everything, but that means being an active participant here. You're welcome to sit on the sidelines. If you're shy, we understand everybody's different. You all come from fascinating backgrounds, no doubt about it. But the Palazzo Discord can be much more than it is right now. And we want you to sign up for free. So get in on that. Share your lineup decisions with us. What are your queries, your quandaries, your curiosities? We want them all. Get in on there for free. Find the link in the description of this show or go to the Twitter handle bio and you'll start finding everything you need to know. The Palazzo Podcast universe is in full effect. And we're only looking to make your life better when it comes to fantasy baseball, not worse. Take it away, boys! Silence is gone. Utah, give me two. What's up, everybody? It's a Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. We are live and uncensored. Christopher Deary, Michael Gobier, Palazzo Podcast, ProtonMail.com. Palazzo Podcast, Discord, Palazzo Podcast, Patriot, Palazzo Podcast. Shove it up your ass. Palazzo Podcast, Patriot Pack. You can do whatever the fuck you want with it. We're here to talk baseball today. It's week one. We're getting going here. People are excited. There's a lot of fever. Christopher Geary, the Tigers, are having a tough go of it against the Red Sox. <laughs> it's a miracle they got the game in today with all the bad weather. Yeah, I think it really kind of fucked them at the start of the game. There was a couple bad errors, maybe from a slippery ball. But, yeah, I mean, an error really fucked over Rodriguez, and I think it was the fourth or fifth, and then he ended up giving up a sixth spot. Give the Tigers a little bit of credit because they came back in the end. They had bases loaded there in the eighth, but just couldn't get enough across. Ended up losing by, I think the final score was 9-7. Torkelson, first home run, though. Hey, congratulations! Woohoo! Isn't that exciting? And they completely goddamn disrespected me, little idiots! Idiots! That is the wrong button. That's not what I meant to hit. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Spencer Torkelson, first Major League home run. He'll always have that. Wow, dude. Very exciting moment. Congratulations, Spencer. Also, the Tigers are 2-4 and four now. It's not great. Well, I mean, it's going to be a tough first month and a half here with the schedule they have. And you got to remember how awful they were at the start of last year. And, you know, give it some time. Give it 40 games. If they can hang around 500 through the first 40, that'll be okay. But their offense has not been impressive at all through this first week, which has been really frustrating. 
Well, there was uh, no Javi Baez, too. He had a sore thumb. He sat out today. Go Tigers! That doesn't help. He's been a nice spark plug for them when he's been in the lineup. So it's exciting. You know, this team has some parts, but it's going to be a long season. and They'll learn more about themselves, and that's okay. Just take your time. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Have fun. Unfortunately, this shithole has more fucking leaks than the Iraqi Navy. It does. There are a lot of leaks with the Tigers, and I don't think it's going to be a you know playoff season by any means, but there'll be some fun nights at the ballpark in the summertime. That much I do know. Uh, today's show, we're going to talk about... Jesus Lizardo, the master himself. It was incredible last night. We got to talk about that. We'll cover our Glarf League. How are things going in Glarf as we're into the first week of the season? Me and Deary are in the Great Lakes area Roto Fantasy League along with a bunch of other luminaries. We'll talk about who's hitting the IL and why. Return of the Mac. We haven't done Return of the Mac yet. It's time to get back into that. It's that time of year. We got to change gears and we got to talk about who's on the mend. Who will return sooner than later? You need to know those players. I also have a couple segments called Roster Construction Lesson of the Week, which I learned. I learned the hard way with Yohan Mankata. And the League Awareness Moment of the Week, something you need to all be aware of if you play in head-to-head leagues or you play in daily move leagues with waiver wire pickups and uh, waivers, period. Stuff you need to know. Don't forget, we do the Fab Show on Sunday night if we can. We did one last Sunday. That was fun. And we also do the Prospect Show on Tuesday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time with Phil Goyette, who's a fine, fine, upstanding gentleman. Deary, right now, a lot of people talking about Clayton Kershaw. Had a perfect game going, and they said, nah, we're done. That's it. We're done. No moss. Time to shut it down. Time to shut it down. What are you doing here? Yeah, I don't know what they're doing there. I don't always get on board with the no-hitters, but a perfect game is different yeah, than a no-hitter. Yeah, he's, he's got a no-hitter in his back pocket, but a perfect game is very, very special. 80 pitches today. I understand why they took him out. It's a long season. The guy had no preseason work. No. For, him to come, for him to come out and have 13 Ks, look, this is a long stretch here. The Dodgers are going to try to win it all, and Kershaw is going to be vital to the chance of that happening. So I understand why they took him out. He said he was okay with it, but Sure. I mean, the way he was rolling, I would have been not surprised. I would not have been surprised at all if he would have that wasn't good. finished that one off. I didn't like it. I didn't like it one bit. I really thought that he had such a low pitch count of 80 pitches that he could come in and finish this thing off. 13 Ks, absolute dominance. It was a delayed game last night, too, that went into the weed hours in Minnesota. So they had a quick turnaround with a noon game central time today. The whole recipe was there for him to do this, and he should have got the shot. And I know he wants to win another title and he wants to be there for the playoffs. I don't think, I mean, if he came out and did eighth inning and it went flawlessly, then you have one more inning to go. And if you're at that point, you got to come out. So I just think it was room to wiggle, at least give him another go at it to see if he could, you know, get a quick inning in the eighth. And they didn't do that. And that's bogus. Yeah, I'd like to know like what the idea of the pitch count that they wanted him at. Probably, I would think, anywhere from 70 to 80. I mean, 80 pitches and 13 Ks through seven innings is pretty good. But, yeah, you roll him out for the eighth, and let's say he has another quick inning, uh, you know, a couple ground balls, a pop-up, and he's going into, you know, the ninth at 90 pitches. What's the big difference between 85 pitches and 95 pitches or 90 pitches and 100 pitches? So um, I am i don't think they wanted to get themselves in that situation. Um, but it, it it is a bummer. I would have loved to see him do that. I mean, this is one of the best pet pitchers of our generation, without a doubt. Um, but I think Dodgers are thinking long-term here. But for fantasy implications, that was just huge. I mean, 
by our league to be named later, the 30-team dynasty, I hadn't had any pitchers go over this first week until the last couple of days. And I had Alex Cobb last night, Sandoval last night. Both looked really good, especially Cobb, 10Ks through five innings. And then I had Kershaw today, and I just got like 100 points in the last 24 hours. Wow, dude. Look at you. Wow, dude. That's exciting. I'm happy for you. I want you to do well. I want you to have the best of everything. And on the Plausible Podcast, we try to provide that to everybody as much as we possibly can. Don't forget that we're here to support you. So if you have questions, comments, uh, league queries, anything that you want, if you have content ideas, you want songs, if there's something that you have thought of that we haven't done and we have not provided you, please let us know. You can DM us on the Twitter where the Plaza Podcast, 2L2Z, or you can DM C. Deary 1999 or MJ Govier. All of those are vital Twitter handles. We would love to get your feedback. Jasper's here. What's up, Jasper? Good to see you, brother. He's always here. Not that we take that for granted, Jasper. We do very much appreciate you just always lurking there. And if he's like the Grand Master, he knows what's going on. He's going to sit back and chill and kind of wait things out. And then he'll chime in when he feels inappropriate. Jamie M's here. What's up, James? Jamie, by the way, Jamie, can I call you James? I know our friend Jamie. Remember when Jamie <laughs> started becomes James? He didn't want to yeah, be Jamie yeah. anymore. In the professional world, he was James. So, like, you'd go to, like, the his place where he was working. I'm like, yeah, is Jamie here? They're like, who the fuck is Jamie? They're like, James? I'm like, no, no. Mike, you've known him over 25 years. I've known him 20 years. I'm like, no, he's Jamie. Who's <laughs> this? It's Jamie, not James. Jamie M here says in the comments, which you guys could jump into the live chat, Matt Brash, is he a good pickup? Or wait and see on him. You mentioned Dalton Jeffries should one ad or wait on him as well. Well, I think both of us will say the same thing about Brash versus Jeffries, that Brash is the more elite high-end talent where you can get big-time strikeout numbers and potential weak-changing efforts from Matt Brash. But, you know, sometimes it's the tortoise and the hare situation where Dalton Jeffries will be there every week. It's a pitch in a giant ballpark with tons of foul ball room in Oakland very often. At the same time, Jeffries had some injury concerns last year, so I don't think it's really close right now. I think it's Brash all day, and if you're desperate, you can go for Jeffries, but I'm going Brash all day long if he's still available. Yeah, it depends what type of league you play in, too. If it's a deeper league, you know, a 15-, 16-team league, if he's not already rostered, go ahead and make that move. If it's a 10- or 12-team league where, you know, you, you're already pretty set there, and it all depends on who you, you might have to drop if you're making a drop. The good news is there's a ton of guys that are going on the IL right now. Uh, daily leagues have been huge for me this week because I've just been making moves left and right. I mean, shit, I picked up Elvis Andrews yesterday. He had four home runs or four RBIs and a home run, which was huge. Those week, week weekly lineup uh, leagues are, are definitely difficult, but uh, Brash is definitely worth, worth a look. I think he's got the elite talent, uh, you know, big, tall lefty who is going to have nice ratios, good strikeout numbers. Uh, yeah. What about this guy, though? Jamie also says, I drafted Sandoval everywhere. I heard he was going to be a sleeper. You probably heard that in this show, Mr. Deary. Pumped up Sandoval a lot during the offseason. So far, so good. He was no Jesus Lazardo, but I'm, you know, he still was very good. So, you yeah, Sandoval right looked good. People's confidence in your service. <laughs> Sandoval looked good last night. He was one of my big time sleepers. I targeted him in every league. I think I drafted him in maybe six or seven of my nine leagues, and he looked good last night. Struck out the side. He's got an elite swing and miss changeup. Uh, got into a little bit of trouble in the second or third innings. Ended up going four, struck out five or struck out six guys. A few walks, which which is going to be concerning as, you know, he's got to have the control. But uh, he looked good last night. So he's definitely a guy that you want to radar on. 
Yeah, we're not responsible for what we say on the show, by the way. All sales are final. Get your supervisor on the phone. In the end, we think we know what we're doing, but sometimes we get it wrong. So when we get it right, we'll, uh, you know, do a quick little victory lap. We get to do that once in a while. Victory lap certified. And then when we get it wrong, we'll tell you just as much. We never like to gloat either or. There's no advantage to being one-sided in anything. It's all about balance. Uh, having a little bit of doubt mixed in with a little bit of confidence, that's a good balance there. In fact, that is balance within balance. I just did that. Wow, that's cool. So on today's show, I mentioned a bunch of stuff we're going to do. I also want to talk a little business right quick, and then we try to do that as much as we can here. Uh wanted to thank you guys for joining the Discord recently. we got a nice, healthy crew in there, a crowd of people daily, every day, talking about stuff. I did not expect that. I really didn't know what to expect when we did it because... You know, we're not the big timers. We're not fantasy pros and we're not SP streamer even. We're just a couple of dudes who have an independent podcast. And that's all it is right now. But you guys make it what it is. So when you join the Discord and you connect with us, that means something. Patrick's here. What up, Patty? How you doing, brother? He says, as a Tigers fan, I hate Pablo <laughs> Sandoval. What is that? Oh, not Yeah, we're, I don't think we're talking about him. Patrick Sandoval was on the show earlier, but I don't know why we need to bring up Pat, Pablo Sandoval ever again. There's no need for that. It's not cool. No, no not the panda. Not cool. No, I don't like the panda. But uh, I do like what we got going in the Discord. So if you guys want to sign up, it's free. I'm going to drop the link in the live chat like I do every time we're on the show here. You can go to our Twitter bio, Plaza Podcast 2L2Zs, and you can see that. Oh, no, that's not it. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's the you one talk. here. Give me two. You can hit the link and sign up. And if you want to do the Patreon, that's even better. That We love people support the show. It's as little as three bucks. If you can give us three bucks a month, that'd be so, so wonderful. We'd be tremendously grateful for that. But we understand times are hard. Economy's down. Society's pissed. Yada, yada, yada. So if you don't want to do that, then you don't have to. And we'll just kind of keep doing what we do here. We're going to be here doing our show all season long because we love doing this show. Don't we, Deering? Is that true? Or do we hate this show? No, I enjoy it. Yes, I enjoy it greatly. We, we should continue for now. We'll go one more week. One more week. Okay. One more week and then it's closing time. Closing time. Remember that song? That song was a big deal. Semi-Sonic. Well, I don't know if I would get the band name right on that one. That's a tough one. Semi-Sonic. That was in those those weird years between 97 and 99 where it was just really hard to find stuff that was popular and good. (laughs) Really? What about Eve 6? Exactly. I was my pie. I all took the, all, they're eyes. all the same. All the same. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of similarities. They're just like fastball the way, all that shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> yep. exactly. What that's ex- <laughs> they all wrote the same song. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm thinking of. You're right. The late '90s. Hey, standard rock song, make it a hit in pop music. We also have a music channel on the Discord. So if you want to drop your own musical fun, we have that the musical fun channel. And when I write new songs, you're going to get exclusive access. If you're on the Patreon, you'll get the first taste. And then everybody gets the leftovers after that. I've got a couple in the hopper that I'm working on. Just haven't had a chance to really dive in and finish them. But one of them is a, uh, a tribute to Guns N' Roses. And the other one is a, uh, I think it's a, it's a Dre-Eminem combo. But I'm going to have to work on that one. I feel less confident about that. Much more confident about the Guns N' Roses one. So that'll come out. That'll be coming out very soon. Get a little November rain and Lissardo action. I wish. I would love that. That would be a lot of fun. Jamie says, no, I need content on the daily. <laughs> on That's the daily. right. This is Yeah. He says if we quit, probably he'll be devastated. 
Brian K. Rogers says, damn, hey, fellas, I apologize. Busy lately. Going to watch later. You don't have to be here live. The best part about the YouTube channel is all these shows are in perpetuity just sitting there. If you can't sleep at night, 3 a.m., want to eat a bag of chips and get really fat, you can do that. Or you could decide to watch it at 5.30 in the morning when you wake up with the children. Looking for something to get you going in the morning? We try to do that, too. Anywho, uh, business-wise... I got the head-to-head rankings. Uh, Deary, are you going to do yours at some point? Because uh, I did those and I posted them. I don't, yeah, I just got to really re- I, I just got to rework them a little bit, um, and I would like to update them every couple weeks because there's a lot of movement going on. Yeah, well, I'm doing. A, I'm updating the head-to-head top 350 every week, and uh, we'll see what Deary can chime in and get his rankings done. He also has a full-time job too, so it's not fair for me to be like, "Hey, I did that, and you're not doing that." So uh, I don't blame you at all. I also want to mention I have a new article on fan tracks. I'll be doing it once a week, every week of the entire baseball season. That's on fan tracks HQ. Now, some people get mixed up, Deary, with fan tracks versus fan tracks HQ. They are technically two different sites, but they're part of the same overall umbrella. One offers advice, and one is for just straight playing and creating your fantasy leagues on. So, fan tracks HQ is where you can find my articles. It's called the, I think it's called Fantasy Baseball Confidential, where I just talk about all kinds of random shit that I see during the week. And I did this one on opening weekend. Things I saw. Connor Joe's in this one. Uh, I think I bitched about how sad it is when you see PPD next to a player's name when you get postponements. <laughs> always bums you out, doesn't it? Yeah, it happens in the first couple of weeks. It's always the worst. It really is. It's a big hazard in opening week, opening day, opening, you know, April, really. The weather's shit. You get a lot of delays and postponements. So you have to be prepared for that. But it still bums me out when I see that PPD and I didn't get the person out of my lineup, especially in a daily lineup. But, uh, yeah, you can read that at FantraxHQ.com. I'd love you guys to give it a read. Tell me what you think. I can do different things. I can talk about whatever I want in that article. So if you have ideas, again, drop them here. MJ Govier, DM me, or Palazzo Podcast 2Ls. Utah, give me two. Or you can... DM Deary, see Deary1999, and then he'll, you know, forward it on to me. Uh, and then uh, YouTube channel, I mentioned that. We're, our subs just keep growing. It's really, really exciting to see that. Our subs just continually, continually grow. We're on our way to 300. We're actually past 250. So thanks, everybody. I want to give everybody a round of applause for that on the YouTube growth. And I've mentioned it once. I'll mention it 10,000 times. Reliever Recon is one of the best Patreons in the business. They're daily, daily reliever charts are available on Reliever Recon Patreon. I think it's a three bucks a month. Uh, I pay five just because it's that good. You can change your donation if you prefer. You got to have it. Daily updates on every closer situation in baseball. Not just who the closer is, but who's next in line, who's third in line, who are the high leverage relievers. It gives you a great layout. And, you know, it's led me to two Daniel Bard saves already, dearie. I know they haven't been beautiful, but he's two for two. So, well, sorry, he's two for three. He did blow one save, but it was... Yeah, yeah, that yeah, Willie Calhoun home run. Um, yeah. yeah, in one of my head-to-head daily lineup leagues, like, I, I have too many closers, amazingly. I picked up Bard, I had Bender, and I'm, like, going back to see, like, who am I going to pitch? And Bard blew it the other night, and then he came back uh, yesterday and got the save last night. I didn't have him in my lineup. I'm like, no way they're going with him again. Not because he, he doesn't deserve to, but because well, sometimes you don't go back-to-back days, but they went with him again, and... So that's two saves I had on the bench with Yeah, and someone on Twitter said, you know, you don't always get the opportunity, but you also don't always get guys who throw as hard as he does. He throws very hard, and he still has the fire. So 
Maybe it's a straight ball that's really easy to pick up, but still, he can throw with the best of them. And if he could just mix in more of his off speed, I think he's going to have a great year. Daniel Bard. Daniel Bard Day is here. And also, Brian's updating us in the live chat comments that Vlad got his hand stepped on. He's staying in the game. I believe he avoided a disaster, dearie. That's good news. Okay, yeah, up to date. They're playing. It's a big pitching matchup tonight. Uh, Yankees, Blue Jays, Cole against Berrios. Berrios was awful in his first start. And Garrett Cole, you know, usually consistent. So that's certainly a game that's on in the background in the other room over there. Oh, and Nestor Cortez uh, was good for the Yankees the other day, too. They're pitching... Uh, has looked good at times here to start mm-hmm. the season. Severino had a couple innings, struck out five and three innings in his first start, and he looked all right. So uh, the Yankees, if they get good pitching at home, that'll really help their opportunity to make the playoffs this year, especially against Blue Jay lineups or dominant lineups like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a devastating lineup out there. And, you know, the Yankees still have one of the best, if not the best, bullpen in the league. So if they can stay healthy on the front end of that staff, I think they'll win the race there in the East. Oh, really? Are you going on the record? Uh, I don't think they win the division, but I think they'll be down to one of those wild cards. I mean, you got three wild cards. Uh, I'll miss. There's the, that's just it's just a brutal division, so it's going to be really tough. Yeah, it is. You're right. You're right. Never mind. I see what you're saying. But okay. I mean, I, I I trust I trust their uh, starting pitching staff and their bullpen over the Red Sox any day of the week. Yeah, we trust you guys to give us five star reviews. I don't ask this all the time, but please, can you give us a five star review on Apple Podcast? Five-star review. Just take a moment of your time. If you haven't done it yet, please do it. You can only do it once. And then also rate us five stars on Spotify. If you use Spotify, click the star and make it a five-star rating. That's all you got to do on Spotify. Super, super easy. We got 13 of them so far. That's a good start since they released the rating system a couple months ago. Let's pick up the pace and make shit happen. Give us a rating. Hook us up. Come on. You guys like what we do. We do something for you. We entertain. We provide decent fantasy baseball analysis what else could you ask for you want us to give us you know your you want us to hand over our social security numbers 401ks i guess we could do that dear what do you think yeah yeah you guys want anything that i have saved up or any of my uh, information go ahead take it all <laughs> oh wow okay so he's giving up that's very nice of you very nice of you okay so there it is that's all the business for today keeping it simple uh the plaza podcast invitational is in full swing too we're going to talk about glarf i guess we should talk about that uh, I haven't looked at the standings. If you look at the standings in the first month and a half, you really just kind of, <laughs> I mean, maybe a month you could check in to get a rough idea, but don't, uh, don't do that. I'm in 15th. Ooh, 15th I'm overall, also, the Plaza I, Podcast. No, I am in 15th place. Also in 15th place in the TGFBI. Also in 15th place in the Battle of the Podcasts. <laughs> or last place in the Battle of the Podcasts. However, I am in first place in the Red Slam. Wow. We're six days. Away. We're six days. Okay. Away. Yeah. Days. Slow the fuck down, dude. Good God. All right. Let's get into leading off. in leading off, we're going to get into something. But first, we have Patrick Ryan's question in the live chat, which you guys, again, ask questions away. Go to town. Seems like we're pretty chill today in the live chat. We're not as fired up as we were for Bozo Fest a week ago when we had a huge crew, a huge audience. And even on Sunday night, we had a big audience. What the fuck? Everyone tired? Sleeping? Is it too early? I know on the West Coast, it's only 5 o'clock, so I get that. Maybe you're still at work. That's okay. But let's bring a little energy. Step it up, okay? Come on. Patrick wants to know, Deary, Ashby is going to start Sunday versus the Cards. That's Aaron Ashby. 
Mm-hmm. Thoughts on him? Where does he rank against the, some of the other young arms in Major League Baseball? Aaron Ashby, Deary, take it away. Yeah, it, it, it's tough. So he had a nice first start, five innings, uh, had nine, had, had some strikeouts. He had a K per nine of nine, so he looked pretty good. The problem was walks. He had, a, he had a bunch of walks, and that was his big bugaboo when he was in the minors at 31 innings last year with Milwaukee. I wouldn't put him at the upper echelon of any of these starters. Uh, the Brewers are going to need him right now, especially if those top three of that rotation uh can't get it back together after all of their troubles and their first starts. Uh, it'll be really interesting. Corbin Burns is going to go tonight. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ashby against the Cardinals on Sunday. Cardinals are playing pretty good ball. Aaron has got three home runs already. Um, Ashby's got a decent pitch mix. So uh, he's someone that I, I, I like. Not anyone I've drafted. I'm sure he's available in a lot of leagues. Um, check out to see what he does in that start against the Cardinals on Sunday. Now, if you're in a daily lineup league and you need him to pick up a win, on Sunday, or at least try to go five or six innings. Uh, I think that there's a possibility of doing that high ground ball rate guy all through the minors uh, doesn't give up a ton of home runs. So uh, I think he's got a good opportunity. He's only 23 years old. I think he's got a good opportunity in Milwaukee, probably get over a hundred innings this year. So uh, definitely check in on that start. I'd, I'd be a little worried picking him up though. What we're, we're seeing through these first couple starts is, you know, I mean, he went five in his first start, but it's going to be really hard for quality starts this year and guys pitching into the sixth inning. Uh, Milwaukee's got a great bullpen. So, you know, if he pitches five innings and maybe one one run ball, I think that would be OK. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> Whatever, motherfucker! No, you're right. He is dead. Gilbert Gottfried died. I just thought I'd try to squeeze in a Gilbert Gottfried scream somewhere in the show here, and I did that. Aaron Ashby is not that terrifying. It's not worthy of a Gottfried scream, so to speak. I'd happily start him. I just don't know how much you'll get out. If you're looking to get a win or something on a Sunday, if you're closing out a head-to-head matchup, I don't know if you're going to get that. I don't know if he'll go more than four innings, frankly, after going... Three and a third in his last outing. Yeah, three and a third against Baltimore and one and two thirds. And Deary mentioned earlier that bogus outing against the Cubs. So yeah. if you're looking to get a win, unless he comes in, he's not going to. He's starting. So, no, he, I don't expect him to get a win. I, I wouldn't start him Sunday, but I do have some interest in Ashby. It's mild. Oh, I got, uh, okay, I got, I got that wrong. He's pitched in two games. Some reason I only thought he pitched one game and five innings, which looked pretty good. But yeah, you're, yeah, not, he, getting, you're not getting more than four innings out of him. Pitch against the Orioles. Uh, that was fun. Erdio's here. What's up, Erdio? Shout out to you, man. Any concern for Darvish, or was it just a really bad outing? You, Darvish, ruined everyone's life yesterday. Who has him on their oh, team, dearie? That's me. I have him. Yeah, I'm one, I had him in my main event. I just had to sit there and take it. it I had Jesus Lazardo was so good on my main yeah. event team, and then you, Darvish, pitches later in the night and ruins all that. Yeah, I was really pumped to watch that game last night because I had both pitchers in, in two different leagues. And we've seen this from Darvish before. Well, he will have these just huge blow-up games. I mean, think back to 2019. He was one of the worst pitchers in the league through his first, like, I think 15, 16 starts. His ERA was close to seven. And then he went on this immaculate run the last 14 starts where he was walking less than uh, two batters a game and he was striking out a ton of guys. His ERA sat at, like, one and a half. 
but this is like what Darvish does. Like he's not going to be a guy who's going to give you five, six innings of one run ball, two run ball, and just be boring. He's either going to throw a seven to eight inning gem, or he's going to get murdered at the start. So it's not a huge cause for concern. I, I don't think where you're sitting him next week. I don't know who his opponent is next week, but I, I don't think you're sitting him next week, but you're certainly going to hope for a bounce back. It's not like you're going to trade him now. Yeah, that's true. Oh, Erdio, here's that shout out delayed. Stand up and shout! Yeah, that's one of three we have on the show now. Uh, Darvish will fuck up. He'll ruin your life and then some. And then you get out with it and you move forward because you can't bail on him because he'll pitch really, really good. Probably in the second half, too. He always closes pretty strongly when he's pitching well by midseason. Jamie M says, well, it's chilly here in the Dakotas. North Dakota has 40 inches of snow. Not so chatty today. Well, that's, yeah. Wow. That's that's a lot Sounds of snow. Like hell. Sounds like hell. Vlad with his second home run of the game, so clearly he's fine. False alarm by Brian K. Rodman, I guess. Well, no, Brian updates us. Uh, Brian, good news is that Vladdy's hit two home runs in the game. Thanks, Derek. Derek Schaefer, good to see you here. I don't see you as often as I'd like to, so there's a shout-out to you, Mr. Schaefer. Erdio 21, he's got the Braves next. That's Ashby's next outing. Wait, we're talking oh. about Darvish. Christ, uh, yeah, Darvish. Oh, I'm not paying attention. Clearly, you Darvish gets the Braves. I'll do it. Uh, Josiah Gray kind of shut him down today, so you never know. But then the day before, D. Strange Gordon was serving up 59 mile an hour golf balls to Ozzy Albies, dearie. <laughs> that was hilarious. Albies batted right handed in that at bat. <laughs> hey, Erdio got the reference. Steel Dragon. Nice. Well done, Erdio. That is absolutely correct from the movie Rockstar. Jamie says, Vlad homered. Sweet. Is it bad I took him first overall in a draft? Uh, probably not. I I mean, no. I wouldn't have taken him first overall, but I don't have a beef with it necessarily. If, if it works out to the design of your plan and your roster construction, then do what you got to do. Yeah, I, I don't think you can be wrong taking any of those guys in the first round as your first pick overall, as long as it fits the way the rest of your roster looks like. And by the end of the year, if he's a top five player, you'll be happy with him. I'm still happy that Erdio got the Steel Dragon reference. Well done, Erdio. I like your style. I think we'd be friends in real life. So let's get to the, uh, we're back. It's a new season. This is the first show of the regular season, really, I would say, for us, Deary. You know, the Fab Show was kind of like, a that's a different show. This is us. So we got to have a catch of the day. Good. Our first catch of the day. That's a no-brainer from yesterday. Jesus Lazardo, five innings, 12 Ks, a 64% whiff rate. He had 28 <sighs> swings. And 18 were whiffs. That's really... Now, Carlos Rodon had a 50% whiff rate on 48. I think it was 48 swings in his outing. Same same thing he had with 12 Ks. And that's good, too. But I don't know. I, I, Jesus Cesaro went beyond my expectations. Yeah. I didn't think he'd be that dominant yesterday. So mm-hmm. to see it and really have a special feeling about him this year because we knew he was talented... He's on a new team, a fresh start, wasn't injured. Those are all positive signs. If you want to, some shows want to dig into the numbers. They want to dig into it for hours and hours and hours. And they want to look for every crumb, every detail possible (laughs) to try to talk themselves out of something or to try to talk themselves into something. We don't do that here. We don't dive endlessly into numbers and data because you're just going to drive yourself mad. We combine our experiential knowledge, which is ample. We've been doing this for 20 years and how the lay of the land looks included with some of the numbers. And we put all that together into a stew. We stew it up. And what you get is what we think will happen, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Lasardo was amazing last night. Yeah, I, I I don't try to bog myself down looking into how hard to get an exit velocity off a guy's bat in the first month, or um, I don't dive way too into whether someone's fastball is down a, a touch or, or up a little bit. It's still the first week. Guys are working their arms in, but man, last night his slider curveball was just out of control. That's like where he was getting all the swings and misses, and he was touching ninety eight as well. The guy who's been super talented for a long time, he's been injured. You know, he had the the, <laughs> the video game snafu last year where he broke his finger playing video games. But we've always known he was talented. And when he moved over to Miami, everyone got really excited because we know what's been going on with that young pitching talent over there in Miami. And he, he was just electric last night. Um, if he can find a way to locate that fastball and get some strikeouts with that fastball or be able to get strikes with it to set up that electric off-speed pitch he has this guy is going to climb up the boards if he is available in any of your leagues scoop him up immediately um, because I think he's going to be a big value this year I mean both of us liked him this year I thought he had the opportunity to be a top 30 starting pitcher Um, he certainly has the talent and he looked amazing last night Um, and yeah sure the Angels offense is not the best offense in the league I mean Jack Mayfield was batting fourth for them last night they got some injuries already early Otani has looked like a mess at the plate I think Angels offense is going to struggle this year, but oh man, he looks so good last night. Listen to me. Listen to us. We know what we're doing here on the Plaza Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Give me we're two. live talking fantasy baseball. It's what we do best here. If you like what you see, subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're a first timer, if you've never seen this before and you just stumbled into this, you're here now. Subscribe, connect with us, discords, all kinds of fun stuff. You're going to love it. You will have a great time time i assure you of that that shit has nothing to do with me well that's right i probably doesn't have anything to do with everybody but yeah jesus Lazardo, say no more just like empire records say no more ooh la la <laughs> that's good what's that guy's name I can, well how can i forget his name rex uh rex, rex thank you rex, rex manning what? day rex yeah. manning that's it that's right. That's why I did the Matt Manning day when he got uh, called up and made his debut. I, right. That one didn't go over as well. I thought that was a. I thought that was a good one. But by the way, Matt Manning pitched decently the other day. Uh, but if you look inside the numbers, it, it was the same old shit. He wasn't striking anybody <laughs> out. I think he had two, two Ks. Utah, seriously, yeah. give me two. Mm-hmm. And I didn't look at the swing strike numbers. I could look that up for you guys, but I would not be surprised to find out that his CSW and his whiff rate were not that great. So. He he was uh, he was touching ninety seven, which I heard, which was a big uptick in what he was throwing last year. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he, yeah. he was he was not impressive at all last year, and it's it's the fact that he couldn't couldn't get guys out with the strikeout. Um, but encouraging for a start. I mean, I'll take that all day. He went seven innings. Are you picking him up in fantasy? Probably not. Uh, yeah, so he went six innings, gave up two strikeouts. There, he had two Ks, and I don't know. It's one start, so I'm not going to get into a big hullabaloo about it. But I, I certainly wonder, is he capable of getting consistent Ks? I mean, Casey Mize is something we complain about with this Tiger staff. Mm-hmm. Is he the guy to do it? Will he make it happen? I don't think so. I don't think so. So we'll see. Uh, keep your eyes peeled, but don't expect too much from Matt Manning on a regular basis. Because if you do, I'm telling you, you're only going to set yourself up for a sad, sad day that will not make you happy because you won't find anything of value whatsoever. I mean, he had a CSW of 26, which is, you know, just below average. It's okay in that start. But like I thought, he had a, and this is actually higher than I thought, he had an 18% whiff rate, 
34 swings. He got six whiffs. Okay. Yeah, I will say that five of the six whiffs were on the four-seamer. So to Deary's point about the velocity uptick, that is good news. The only other whiff he got was on a sinker, apparently. Mm, okay. I mean, he, he's young. He's still trying to figure it out. I mean, if there's a breakout, it's probably next year. Yeah, at the very least. I completely agree with that. No doubt about that. Okay, well, Jesus Cesardo was our catch of the day. What a great player he is. And if you have him on your team, congratulations. If you don't, you're screwed because his value is skyrocketing out. It's going to be really hard for you to pry him away from anybody. And I would recommend not overpaying either because I still don't do that. When I play in trade leagues, I don't want to get a lot of pitcher acquisitions going my way. I really don't. Let's get into Glarf. It's time for an official Glarf update, dearie. We're going to go to the Glarf standings momentarily. Anything to say about Glarf (laughs) as we... As things have uh, officially kicked off, I didn't. I didn't do too well in my my fab bids. I got two guys, and Why one not? of them one of them uh, went to the DL about an hour before Clark Clark was due on Sunday. picked up picked up Yarborough, um, and it's funny because we had talked about Yarborough, and I had already had him in, and then like I went to bed early. I just you know we have till midnight with our Clark transactions, and about a half hour after our show ended, you had posted that he went to the I. Oh, is that sad news? It's okay though; those things happen, dear. You got to bounce back, and you got to make the better moves this coming Fab Week. It's a whole new Fab period coming your way. I mean, if if you could have gotten a player away from Jenny Butler, that would have been a tough task. It seems like she won every single uh, Fab bid on Sunday. I'm glad she won the Senzel bid. I'm not going to overpay for Senzel. I I was going to uh-huh. pay 32 bucks for him, but I think she paid 66. I'm not doing Ooh. that. Yeah, He'll get I, hurt. I, he will get hurt. I'm trying to think. What was my bids? Let me because I I had a bid in for Senzel, and I think it was it was pretty low. I'll give you the bid of the week momentarily. Senzel, I put in I put in 12 bucks for Senzel. I had to get rid of Richard Rodriguez because I drafted him in like the last round and he's suspended, so I had to get rid of him. And it looks like Richard. Robinson? No, no, it was uh, Yarborough for nine bucks. Well, you know what? We haven't. We got to play a game and name that runner fab bid. We got to bring that back. I totally forgot about that. We can squeeze that in later in the show. What do you say? Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, we got to play that game. That's a fun game. I totally forgot. I forgot about all the old uh, silly things we used to do last year. We got to bring them back. We're in the regular season now. I got to switch gears. And by the way, dearie, I will make a side note as a show. I'm thinking about how few shows that we actually did where we didn't even like, did we predict anything for this? No, no. we, it was, it was such a failure. We did one shot. Well, we, yeah, we, yeah, it was, it was, it was rough, man. It's not our happened. fault though. You know what happened? I know exactly what happened. There's a fucking lockout. You can't forget that people. It's like, oh, that never course, happened. Yeah. It was a, yeah. that, that ruined every, it took, we haven't learned a valuable lesson here. Don't let a lockout take the wind from your sales. That's what I learned. I, I know it should have been, you know, I know it definitely affected you. I mean, cause we were talking. Yes, it like, did. Eh, I'm not really that into it right now, <laughs> it which did. I get, I, I get right. it, man. We, and, and also both of us weren't very optimistic about the lockout ending and us only starting a few weeks later. That's true. That's true. Okay. That's fair. See, that's the key there. We talk about it because we want you guys to remember. It's not just because we didn't want to predict things. We love doing predictions. It's fun. That's what this is all about. Preseason predictions is where everything is at the height of 
absurdity. People have the highest expectations. They know exactly what's going to happen. And then the reality hits and the season starts. You don't know a damn thing. So we missed a window, but there won't be a lockout at least for four years. So we can uh, <laughs> have the next four years to look to, Deary. Four years of shine around the pine coming our way. Sounds good. All right. So I fixed the, uh, I used to have problems where I couldn't live stream things that are add them to the stream. I fixed that. So we're back now. So let's go to uh, this week's fab bids. We're going to expose Glarf. This was the winning fab bids in Glarf, the Great Lakes Area Roto Fantasy League, which is a part of Earth, a bigger overall tournament filled with like 100 people. And Deary is in year one of Glarf. I'm in year two. And as you mentioned, Jenny Butler spent the most money, and that was on Nick Senzel for $66 bid. The runner-up bid on Nick Senzel was 32 32 Exciting. Very exciting, right? Yeah, what do you want me what do you want me to say? I think I think <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying things. Uh Kyle Wright went for <laughs> Kyle Wright was getting tons of buzz because uh, he had one good start. Yeah. He went for thirty two bucks. Okay. So there Runner you go. Thirty two bucks to Jenny had three of the top four bids here. She had Nick Senzel, Kyle Wright, and Taylor Hearn of the Rangers. Uh Jake Diekman, which ended up being a decent bid. He got the save Sunday night. Maybe somebody saw that because our bids don't run until midnight, by the way. We want you guys to know that. Mm -hmm. Our bids do not run until midnight. I gotta—I forgot that you can see all this. I'm going to open this up. There we go. So our bids don't run until midnight in Glarf. We get a special exemption on NFC. Usually it's 10 p.m. Eastern time, but ours don't run until midnight. Uh, I did Jake Berger here for $17. Nobody bid against me at all. I could have got him for a dollar. I like what you did with Michael Franco at the end of the document oh, down boy. here. Four dollars. You just got four dollars, and I mean, this guy didn't get drafted because nobody thought if he was going to make the team, and he's off to a hot start. I mean, you'll you'll probably drop this, him in three yeah. weeks, but dude, I have had Mikel sure. Franco on my team at some point in every single fantasy season that he's been in the league, and he will go on these three week runs where he will just boost you up the standings, and then he'll fall apart. <laughs> shout out to you, Mikel Franco. You deserve this one, my friend, and I'm really grateful. Really grateful because he's had a home run and seven RBI this week, and it's only Wednesday. Yeah, that's really, really good. But I thought Jake Berger would be, I really didn't want to miss out on Berger because Moncada was my starter, so that's why I paid $17 here for mm -hmm. him. Nobody challenged me. I did drop AJ Puck, so that's over. Bye bye. Uh, we look at Deary's bids. Um, here it is, Ryan Yarborough. That was a disappointment, as you mentioned, he went right on the IL after that. That was sad. Uh, that was the only bid, Deary. No, I got oh, no, Robinson, here's Robinson Cano, Cano for eleven dollars. Uh, when he has played, he's batted fifth or sixth in a Mets lineup that is really, really good. So, yeah. Tucker Barnhart, who hasn't really been doing anything, and Barnhart's oh yeah, that's like fine. My, he's like my third catcher on the team, so you know, I was, I was cutting cutting bait here with a few of these guys. Yep, that's a good call. That's a nice pick. And Bucker Bucker Barnhart Bucker Tarnhart. Bucker Bucker Tarnhart. <laughs> Bucker Tarnhard's not a guy I would care about at all, so I think that's a smart play on your part. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, Profar goes up here to Doug Roth, Dougie Roth. Shout out to him, Dougie. Oh, that's the wrong. Profar went for twenty-eight bucks, and the second highest bid was twelve dollars. Dropping Patrick Wisdom. Here's the droppable guy, as you notice, if you're curious who's being dropped in Glarf, which is filled with a lot of really good players. Jenny Butler, Doug Roth. These are really good players. Christopher Deary, of course. Sarah Sanchez. Pile of Dial is none other than Fish, who picked up Hansel Robles here. That looks like a smart play today because Hansel Robles got the save, Deary. $31 went 
totally unbid against. He could have got him for a dollar. Yeah, that's a wild bullpen out there in Boston. I mean, I think Whitlock's the most talented guy, but the other day he pitched four innings in middle relief, and we all know the issues with Matt Barnes and never being able to keep people off the base due to the walk. I don't know who's yep. going to – I mean, Deekman looked really good. He came in with the, the bases loaded today and got out of that jam. I think at some point if Boston's in the race, they go out and get a guy like a Daniel Bard um, because I, I'm not impressed by any of these guys in their bullpen. Here's another guy who looks to be the possible closer now that Jorge Alcala has hit the IL for the Twins, and that's uh, uh, Juan Duran. I, I looked this up. It's Johan Duran. Johan Duran, I believe, is how I looked on the pronunciation. That was Mr. Doctor Mike Carter getting ahead of things. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a bullpen wizard, so he got it for 16 bucks. Dropped Ken Giles, who's not going to be available right now. That's a good move. We talked about Dalton Jeffries earlier. He was picked up in our league right here for $11, going oh. unopposed, mm-hmm. and that was Dougie Roth once again. So there you go. That's pretty much uh, – this is all pretty status quo stuff, and uh, we'll leave it at that. Let's head over to the early standings. This is totally unnecessary because it's so early, <laughs> but why not? Let's shame you. Oh, Michael Gobi is in first. Yeah, that's why we're going to this. Who's Woo! in last? Christopher been... Deary. Fuck you. Turn this off. Well, you're in last place? Oh. Yeah. Oh, you're in second place. Sorry. Yeah, I'm in last Yeah, place. I'm in second place. I'm in eighth overall. The good news is in your 135th overall. That could be much higher than it. I don't know how many people. I think there's like 140. <laughs> it's early, though. It gives a shit. This doesn't We're mean six, anything. Six, six days in, man. Six days in. Yeah. Well, I lost. I had, wow, 10 points. I just lost. Something terrible must have happened, or somebody must have kicked someone's ass. Anyways, this is the early standings at Glarf. It doesn't mean much. I mean, if you want to know where you're trying to go, you're going to need to score a lot of runs. And some Dougie Roth has 49 runs scored early. Mr. Dr. Mike Carter, the bullpen expert, has 64 Ks leading the pack in strikeouts. And that means there's a lot of guys who need to start. Like Deary's 36 right now. How many, I mean, how many starts have you had? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look at I'd have to look at my and team. They could be blow-ups. Well, let's look at your team. Let's take a look. Who you got yeah, here? Bring it up. Brios. Well, there you go. That explains a lot. His first start was basically pointless. Well, he's starting Justin, tonight. And Justin uh, Verlander was good in his first start. Five innings. You look great. Sandoval, Brio. we talked about. Yeah. Brios is in the fourth right now and hasn't given up a run, so that's encouraging. There we go. Scubo is disappointing. He'll bounce back, yeah. so I'm not worried about that. Gonsolin went three innings. was so-so. Uh, Chris Flexen against Minnesota. Bleh. He got outdueled by Dylan Bundy somehow. Um, yeah. And you yeah. got Cole Irvin. Yeah. Yeah. So you're looking fine. You got more, you got more starts coming down the pipe. I like this staff. I mean, I look at the staff. This is a good staff. I'd like to maybe, in fact, I really don't, I maybe would drop Cole Irvin. That's the only guy I would drop starter wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can't, you can't bail on any of these guys. It's too early. No, no, they're they're all rosterable, rosterable uh, starting pitchers, and I, I love the way I went with Barrios, Verlander, and, and Sandoval. And after what I saw from Verlander, his first start, I'm like, okay, man, I'm getting the 150, 160 innings, and plays on a really good team, so there's gonna be a ton of wins. Sandoval had great stuff last night. Barrios bad last week, but he's looking good tonight in New York. Brandon Nimmo's got two home. He had another one today. Two home runs already this week. It's only Wednesday. Yeah, he's been, Nemo seasons here. he's been so huge. Um, leading off for the Mets, he's getting on base every single game. He's got two home runs, which is the one thing he doesn't do a ton of, is hit with power, but he also had a couple walks today. I, I've rostered him in as many leagues as possible. Uh, I'm in two OBP leagues where I definitely targeted him early, and he's off to a really nice start. Yeah, this team looks pretty good. Matt Olson, Jorge Polanco, Corey Seager, Devers, Trout, Drudge, Guriel Jr., 
yeah, you got some talent here. So you will not be in last place for long. Don't worry. That's all Yay! temporary. Yay! Woohoo! Isn't that nice? Uh, let's see. Let's look at my team. How do I look at things? Standings. Go back to the league. Oh, uh, yeah, you're watching this live. Is this fun for you guys? Let me know in the comments here. I can't see your comments until I get out of this screen, so you just have to hang tight. Uh, yeah, my staff. That was one thing Deary was weak on was saves. I will admit that freely. And I got mm-hmm. I got Soto got one this week. That was nice to see him. And, of course, Daniel Bard save, which we mentioned earlier. Um, Cal Quantro looked pretty decent last week. Yeah, I might have to, uh, I don't know. He might be one of the guys I'd actually dump here. Uh, Bender stays, Bard stays, Hauser's yeah. borderline, so is Quantrill. All these other guys aren't going anywhere. Musgrove, no. Musgrove, Rodon. And Rodon was my pick. My, I said it with confidence in the Glarf draft. I said, for the first time in the draft, I'm picking with total confidence. And that pick was Carlos Rodon. And that and went that over great. Right, and, that was right after he signed with San Francisco. Yeah. I, it, it just happened made, like two days before. That's correct. That's absolutely correct. It just made total sense to me. I'm like, oh, my God, this is a guarantee. I, I feel great about this. And with him and Luzardo backing up Musgrove, that's promising. That's a promising setup. But I actually, I think your staff might be a little bit more reliable than mine overall. I will say that. Uh, then I got bench guys that might need to get cut here. Rojas injured. Mankata injured. Oriana <laughs> suspended. That's a lot of guys not doing anything on my bench. I also had Whitlock, as you mentioned earlier, who got that four-inning win. Earlier this week, I did not put him in the lineup this week, which is disappointing. Ian, so. Ian Anderson did not look good in his first start either. Yeah, he looked god-awful. I'm control, glad you brought that up. because Control problems. All right, we're back to the chat here. We're live. The Plotzel Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Give me two. Jamie says, what do you guys think of McGill's second start? When DeGrom comes? When DeGrom comes. That's a great... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when DeGrom comes, it'll happen. Jamie says, back. Oh, will he be benched? No way, dude. McGill's pitching so good that he is going to be a part of this rotation as long as he pitches like that. See you, Patrick. Yeah, he he looked amazing last night. He was topping out at 98. Uh, He did did the driveline in the offseason, and it bumped up his velocity. He's got really good control. Huge guy, like 6'7", 6'8". And you got to remember, like, so Taiwan Walker just got injured there. Carrasco's just coming back from injury. And Max Scherzer's 37 years old and Chris Bassett's in his, you know, almost mid-30s as well. McGill's the young guy on this staff, so I, I think you're going to see him in this rotation all year long. I completely, completely agree, McGill. I saw someone named Rob DiPietro. Shout out to you, Rob. Stand up and shine! Rob's a real smart guy. Deadpool hitter, Deadpool hitter podcast, overall draft champions winner in 2020. And he said he wishes he could draft again so he could take Tyler McGill in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> he looked he looked really good. It's it's very encouraging for those of you that drafted him really late, or you're able Listen to, to scoop me. him up. I scooped him up in a in a daily league uh, right before his second start. I actually didn't start him last night because it's a head to head league, and I pretty much already have uh, ERA locked up, and I, I want to keep my walks low. I, I, w- I wish I would have gotten that win out of him last night, but still, it looked really good. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'll tell you this. It's a long ass season, but Tyler McGill could be the game changer people wanted. And I do wish I had a McGill share somewhere. I thought about doing it a few times. Maybe I do. Maybe I'll have to double check my rosters. I got a lot of teams, so yeah. it's possible I may have gotten that one wrong. But in the end, 
Gonna stick with you guys. And that's what we do here on the Plausible Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. We're cruising through leading off. We talked about our Glarf update. If you guys want to know more about Glarf and how it works, and if you're into it at all, and maybe try to be a member of one of your regional chapters of the overall Lurth, Earth, Lurth, Lurth, Larth, Lothar, uh, Larp, Lothar, Larp, and Baldar. Balthazar, yeah, that's a Shakespeare character. I will say that Glarf's a lot of fun. If you want to be a part of one of these leagues, you got to be living in the region to do so. And even if I move to Canada, when I move to Canada, I'll still be in the Great Lakes region, so I qualify. I'm not going anywhere, but Derek Van Riper moved from Wisconsin out to California, so he left Glarf. Last year, he was a Glarf player. And by the way, finished like 500 at best. He was not elite. Just saying, standings speak for themselves. DVR is a great guy, but he didn't get it done last year. But now he's part of the Barf, Bay Area Roto Fantasy League. I believe he's in Barf. I'll have to double-check that, dearie, but he should be because he lives there. Well, we're going to have to check with uh, Dave McDonald, the head of the Glarf chapter, to see if you're still going to have your acceptance letter next year, even though you're moving to Canada. Uh, okay. There's a, great, there's a great lake close enough, right? I'm going to be right over the border. Nothing's going to change, is it? You're closer to Detroit than I am. Yeah. Am I crazy? No, no, not at all. I'm just giving you shit. I don't want to. I want to be in Glarf forever. Oh, it's too that was important to me. That was the most sincere, like, pouty face I've ever seen. Wham! Alex Kirilov. Sorry, dearie. Alex Kirilov, do you have any shares? Are you sad? I, I got one share, but I'm able to throw him on the IL, so it's fine. Oh, Robbie Baseball says I should join Surf, which is the Canadian version. <laughs> yep, yep. You're booted Compass from America. Is a <laughs> giant ass fucking country. Canada's it, huge. It seems like Robbie's recruiting you, though. I would love to play in Surf, but I mean, I'm a Glarf guy first and foremost. As long as I can remain in the overall championship, I'll be fine with it. I really will. But I do like being in Glarf. It's a lot of fun. And you know who else lives in the Great Lakes area? That's Alex Karloff. So he's got with the wrist injury. This is the same wrist he had operated on last year. This is bad news. I don't like it. I don't like wrist injuries, especially repetitive wrist injuries. You got to say toodles to Alex Karloff. If you can trade him, I really would because I'm serious. I need him to prove it. And it could be a couple of years if we ever see this power again that we were hoping mm-hmm. to see. Yeah. Yeah, not many major league at-bats for him. Only was in the minors for a couple of years. And a lot of people are going to see a breakout from him this year, but I don't think it's happening quite yet because DL stint in the first week is really frustrating. It really hurts, you know, your progression as you're just starting to get into that routine. And when you when you got to go on the IL this early, it like really has got to screw with your head. Yeah, yeah, it really does. You're right. By the way, we're in a dynasty league with Dingers. How's your dynasty team going? How's that uh, player to be named layer dynasty season? Was officially well, I, was underway. Just, I was just, I was just telling you, I had, I had Kershaw and Sandoval and Cobb go in the last 24 hours, so I was getting crushed. I've, I've uh, taken the lead here. I, I think I got probably like a middle of the road team. Some of my offense hasn't been that good so far um i don't even have a third baseman right now my third baseman is abraham toro who's only played in like two games and once was as a pitch hitter 
and there's nothing out there on the waiver wire for a third baseman that actually gets playing time. So, it, but it's tough. I mean, it's 30 teams, 26 players per team. So there's other teams that are in the same position that I am as well. So we'll, we'll, we'll see first season. I'd be, I'd be happy with the 500 record. Okay. Well, I respect that. I'll tell you this right now, playing in a dynasty league that intense with a full 30 league blowout is uh, it's definitely a new way of doing things. And I'm glad we're in it. I'm glad that Robbie baseball got us involved and I'm grateful to be in the league. Thanks Robbie. Shout out to you. Check out the dingers pod. If you don't ever check out the dingers pod, well then you're a fool because they know dynasty very, very well. Stand up and dingers. Shout out to dingers. Other players saying bye-bye-bye. Taiwan Walker, he went on the IL. He's going to be out for at least 10 days. We'll see how that one goes. Luis Patino. Yeah, shoulder. Shoulder issue. that. Luis Patino, 60-day IL. Just like that. 13 pitches. He threw 13 pitches on Monday. And then the Athletics proceeded to absolutely lambaste the Rays in that game. It was a 13-2 massacre. So uh, usually when your pitcher comes out like that, suddenly it doesn't set the tone well for the rest of the staff that day. And that's what happened with the Rays. Yeah, but Patino was a guy who probably wasn't rostered in, you know, any like 10, 12 team leagues, you know, the, the bigger leagues, 15 and 16, he was probably picked up, you know, much later, but he was a guy that you were hoping that he would get the opportunity this year, which he did. And, you know, super talented young pitcher. They, you know, he came over from San Diego in that trade last year, but just like that, it's over. And you were hoping that he'd be off to a good start. And then maybe he'd be a guy that, you know, you could scoop up and, you know, have a good rookie season for you. But 60 day deal is really disgusting. Oh shit. Robbie says, thanks guys. 200, 200 episode of dingers recording tonight. Hell yeah. Congratulations. 200 episodes. That's no small potatoes, my friend. We hope you guys have a great time. And we wish you guys nothing but the best here at the Plaza Podcast. Check out the Dingers Podcast, Dynasty Baseball at its finest, with Robbie and Ty. They're Canadian, too, so you know they're good people. But yeah, Luis Patino has such a severe oblique injury, he's going to be on the 60-day IL. That's hardcore, man. Hardcore. And then uh, Robbie Grossman, our very own, he was unavailable, and he might hit the IL here, dearie. What do you think of that? Well, I think that gives more opportunity for a guy like Eric Haas to get more playing time, which I'd like to see. Yeah, Robbie Grosser was a guy I didn't draft anywhere. I know that he was going to hit at the top of the lineup a lot of the Mm -hmm. times, but it just didn't feel right. I just don't trust him. The more trust you give a guy like that, the more he's going to end up letting you down. He's much better reserved for the role where you don't expect anything out of him, and then he surprises you with a wonderful season. That's where he belongs. That's where Robbie Grossman truly belongs. Yeah, last year he was a 2020 guy. I did not see that coming. I mean, I think previous to last year, the most stolen bases he had was maybe 13 or 14, and then he pulls 20 out of his ass last year and had a little bit of power, not the best batting average. But, uh, yeah, he's not someone that I targeted at all, and it's this isn't going to help his fantasy value going to the I.L. possibly. Oh, it's a groin injury, too, so that's going to present problems for running for a while. So if you like Robbie Grossman, maybe it's a good time to move him, but it probably would have been a good time to not draft him in the first place and just say, uh, yeah, I said it. Robbie Grossman, you're a nice guy. I'm glad you're on the Tigers. Go Tigers. But come on, dude. I'm not relying on you to help me win titles. I'm just not going to do it. No, I mean, he's going to be on a different team uh, next year anyways, if not at the end of this year once Riley Green gets moved up. I mean, if Badu could somehow find a way to crack that lineup and stay in the lineup. I don't know how much 
length uh, Robbie Grossman has on this team as we move forward. That's true. It's back! Mark! I got <laughs> it! Is. Dude, I Mark. heard this in the car like a month ago. And I, it was cold out, but I put the windows <laughs> down and I was fucking dancing and singing to this shit. Downtown Ann Arbor, people are looking at me like, who's this fucking boomer over here? <laughs> That's great. Mark Morrison. Yeah, I got it right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Return of the Mac is back. A new season. And we got some players on the mend. Shockingly to me, dearie. Oh, wait. I, was, I thought I was going to say it. No, 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 keep, no. Keep playing some Morrison, man. I'll take yeah, this over Deep Six any day. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, okay. Well. He's still just blabbing on. He hasn't said it yet? <laughs> Come on, just say it. Here we go. Here it comes. Yeah. Okay. There it is. I wonder how much effect is on that vocal. I mean, nobody it sounds like that. I mean, it's cool, but he doesn't sound like that in real life. Anyways... Let's get Mark Morrison on the show. I would love to have Mark Morrison on the show. If anyone knows Mark Morrison, get him on the show. He doesn't have to sing Return of the Mac or anything. He can just show up and talk about whatever he wants. His favorite baseball team. If, sure, maybe he's got a player that he loves. I don't know. It would be cool. I would be down with that, dearie. We got Mark Holton last year. Now we got to shoot for Mark Morrison <laughs> this year. The Mark pod. <laughs> yeah, famous Marks. Actually, mildly famous Marks. Somewhat famous <laughs> Marks. Mark, Park, the, Mark Paul Gossler. Yo, hell yeah, he definitely fits in. All right, so Lance McCullers apparently is ready to go. He's moving up his date from Friday to Tuesday to throw bullpen. He feels great. He's really rock, and I am shocked to hear this because I did put it out there on the Plausible Podcast Discord to somebody who asked about this right before the season started. I said, I don't expect McCullers to pitch this year. I don't expect him to be useful. I really didn't, so... We'll see what happens here during this attempt to ramp up and give it a full go, but I, I could end up being wrong on this one with Lance McCullers. Uh, he's someone I absolutely avoid all the time because it's just injury issues. I mean, he's got an amazing curveball. He's always had good stuff, but like he just can't depend on him for more than a couple starts in a row before it starts to fall apart. Yep, I agree. This is also a guy I famously accidentally auto-picked, and I did a video about it in the Palazzo Podcast Invitational, so I was stuck with him on my roster all season long. So in a way, I kind of hope he does come back because then I could actually get some use out of this dude who I drafted way too early. Already knew he was hurt. Lance McCullers, you jackass. Not your fault, though, Lance. Uh, Luis Urias is still kind of behind on that quadriceps injury for the Brewers, but he's trying to ramp up to hitting activities here. So the Brewers are a little disappointed based on what I've read. Thought he'd be along sooner. But uh, he's getting a little bit closer. Probably by the end of April, hopefully Urias can play ball. Luis Urias of the Brewers. I feel like I have him sitting there on a bench just wasting space mm-hmm. right now on at least yeah. three teams. Yep. Yeah, no shares for me. But, uh, I mean, this possible 20-25 home run power from the second base position. So That's true. That's why I love him. And he's multi-positional, eligible, and in DCs and drafted holds, best balls. I really like that stuff. But at best balls, I didn't want to draft him, especially in cut lines. Cut lines are where you get cut early. You don't want to have guys that aren't playing 
mm-hmm. early because you're going to get removed and then you'll be waiting around for a guy to help you in a cut line when you aren't even in it anymore. That is not a recipe for success in cut lines. I assure you of that. And then uh, Wade Miley is throwing from 100 feet. He's getting excited about playing. Uh, what do you think of Wade Miley? That's a guy that I never draft ever, and maybe <laughs> once in a lifetime I will pick up for a streaming start, but that's about it. Yeah, he's he's the streaming start type guy, but it, it's good to see him uh, possibly be ramping up and get back in out onto the bump because uh, he certainly needs to do that if he's going to be on anyone's roster, and I know he's on a lot of rosters, especially if you are in a 15-16 team league. Well, he has a left elbow inflammation. That was the genesis of this injury. True or false, Deary? Wade Miley threw a no-hitter last year. True. That is correct. Very, very good. Ding, 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 ding. Well done. Yes, he absolutely did. That was later in the year, I believe. But still, he did do it. And I can't take it away from him, can I, right? That's Wasn't that what they say about that? That's his forever. Edwin Jackson threw a no-hitter with 109,000 pitches. Oh, yeah, 160 pitches, yeah. What's your name, sir? His name's Wade Miley. That was his name. So, yeah, those are a couple of players. Return to the Mac on the mend. I also mentioned on this list, although he's still not quite ready to rock, that's Evan Longoria. Corner infield, if you play in 15-team leagues in particular, corner infield is a place where you have a lot of trash, and it's hard to find depth <laughs> at corner infield in 15-team yeah. leagues, in my opinion, especially in Roto. So... Evan Longoria is a guy, if he's out there, you might want to try to pick him up now before he comes back from that finger injury. I believe it was a finger. It was a finger or a thumb. Torn torn ligament. Torn ligament. Okay, yeah. So he's been doing fielding drills, hopefully a couple weeks away. And if you want to pick him up now for cheap, that's always something you want to do in fab. Try to get ahead of things by picking up guys. You hold them a week longer, and that's the price you pay for paying a less dollar amount. Good point. Good call. All right, uh, let's talk about the roster construction lesson of the week. It's brought to you by nobody. It's brought to you by me. I learned that even if you have one guy you love, if you only have that one guy and nobody else, you're going to take a big fat zero for your team. And Yohan Mankata going on the IL the day before the season started totally screwed me. So I got a zero for the whole first four days at third base because I had nobody. Now, Mikel Franco's making up for that. It's almost like I had somebody there. I'm very grateful for that, but you can't expect that to happen. So just learn from my mistake. Always have one backup plan for every position, guys, every position. And you would think I should know this by now. We do a show on fantasy baseball. I play fantasy baseball. I play in the main event. It's worth a lot of money. So even I make mistakes, and I want you guys to learn from my error. Don't get locked in on the one dude and hope he doesn't get hurt and then have no plan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I made a big point in a lot of my head-to-head leagues to draft as many uh, multi-positional guys as possible. One of my leagues, I think I have five or six guys that can play anywhere on the middle infield, which has been huge. And I've been able to move them around, and there's also two utility spots. But yeah, you, you don't want to get to a spot where maybe you have one first baseman, one third baseman, and then you're digging through the waiver wire. And if you're in a weekly lineup uh, league like Mike was and someone gets injured, you know, right before and you can't even get a fab bit in before you have to set your lineups for the start of the week or the end of the week, big fat zero is no good. A big fat, a big stupid doo-doo head. All right, uh, here's the league awareness moment of the week. Now, if you play in head-to-head leagues, waiver wire leagues with pickups that are daily, where you could pick up people every day of the week. Beware of your fellow late night parents. 
especially new parents, parents who have babies and have to feed them in the middle of the night, they're getting gifted, dearie, a golden opportunity to make snipes on the waiver wire at like 3 a.m. Like on yeah, Yahoo, yeah, yeah. the waiver wire. I think it's 3 a.m. Yeah, 2.59 p.m. Eastern time is the last moment to pick up a person before the next day on Yahoo head-to-head leagues on the waiver wire. So yeah. we, we had this running gag in BYB, which is my home league. And shout out to BYB. Love those guys. But we have, we've had at least two or three new parents added to the mix over the last three-plus years. And they've been up there, middle of the night, used to be my prime time because I was a night owl. I always stay up late, and I would snipe guys on the waiver wire. But I've had a lot of competition in that time frame because all these guys are up late feeding their babies and their children and not sleeping, and they're picking up guys. And it's really bumming me out, dude. I used to thrive around that period. Christina now, Christina and I now have the perfect reason to have a baby. <laughs> Yeah, you do. <laughs> Finally, we found the reason, Christina. Yes. All right. I I'm knew gonna, we'd I'm, get you over the hump. Let's let's plan this out perfectly so we have like a newborn right around the start of opening day next year. Plus, it'd be perfect because I'll get to take time off work during that. Oh, dude. Ooh. Yeah, I gotta start lining this up, man. She's she's back from her work training tomorrow, so maybe we'll maybe we'll get started. I love it. I love it. Uh, Robbie says include chefs. Since we work late and can't sleep afterwards, so it's either oh, drugs, yep. booze, or baseball. <laughs> drugs, booze, babies, or baseball. Yeah, so that's a good choice. Choose the baseball over the booze or the drugs. That chef lifestyle, that late night oh, yeah. restaurant lifestyle, it takes a toll. Me and Jerry know that lifestyle. We get yeah, it. We, yeah, yeah, we did it for years. We did. We lived it well. We could do a whole podcast about that. Maybe we should. The restaurant podcast, the service workers podcast. There probably is one of those. There better be. Yeah, they don't uh, get to watch. They don't get to watch any baseball though, because they're at work. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's my league awareness moment of the week for you. Be weary of these new parents. If you you have somebody who's got a kid on the way, get ready for them to be sitting up late at night, sniping your ass on the waiver wire, because they're going to be there doing it. Because that's just what happens. That's what parenting is in this country these days. All right. Before we go, we've already done an hour and seven minutes. That was fun. That was the longest leading off segment we've probably ever had in the history of the show. Basically just packed the whole show into there. But uh, I want to do some Name That Runner Fapping. It's time to play the most ridiculous and pointless game that is sweeping the nation. That's right. It's time for Name That Runner-Up Fabbing. All right. Uh, Jamie says, ha ha, I do that on Yahoo. I work during the nights, so I add drop people like a madman. That's what I listen to content as well. Well, good for you. We love the night workers. I used Jamie. I know your story. That's right. You know, Jamie has an episode of his show that I have to listen to. He did a podcast with a buddy, and then his buddy disappeared on him. So I got to listen to that episode still. And I will get that done, my friend. I love my late-night workers. I used to work Uber overnights. It was a different lifestyle. I also did 7-Eleven overnights back when I was, like, 21. That was weird. So just listen to a same disc on a disc man in the cooler all night, and there's nobody in there. It's a strange place. If there was no cameras... I'd probably eat and drink everything in the store that night. <laughs> Absolutely, right. man. It would just feel especially so had, natural. Especially at 21. Oh, man. Yeah. 
and like all that trash on the uh you know all their burritos and weird rolling burritos shit. and hot dogs and nachos and taquitos yeah taquitos that's what i was thinking of thank you okay so uh on this edition the first one of 2022 name that runner-up fab bid i will lead us off because i put us on the spot so i'm gonna head out over to our main event league seventeen hundred dollars and fifty seventeen hundred and fifty dollar entry fee sorry i always forget the 50 saving my pennies right i'm saving my pennies and uh, beer cans right now you belong man all you got to do is get in here and you can make money i really think it's a good idea i want you in here i want everybody in this good a good idea a good yeah it's a good idea yeah it is (laughs) well maybe it's not what do i let's have let's let's have a baby first then, then we'll see what happens okay fair enough fair enough okay so uh Josh Lowe was a big bid in our main event this past Mm, weekend. Lots of leagues he was. Somebody spent $555 on Josh Lowe already. That's half their fab budget gone for the year. Shit. Yeah. What was the runner-up fab bid on Josh Lowe for $555? God, this is tough because I I just remember, like, some of the main event bids last year were really competitive and and really high early on. (sighs) God, it, it's oh man. Did anyone else go over five? I'm gonna say right, three, go fuck yourself. Three, yeah, okay, three eighty. Three eighty. That is actually a really good guess, especially for how wide a range yeah, we have yeah. with this one in particular. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that's good. I'm gonna give you a lot of credit on that. It's not correct. And four blonde gentlemen just attacked me. Well, the answer is, yeah, with fab bids, you get a lot of blonde gentlemen attacking everybody for the winning bid. The runner-up bid was $421. buckaroo. So that's a really good guess, dear. I would be proud of myself if I were you. Yeah, with that big big of a range. Um, I didn't get any on the nose last year. I was close a bunch. I think you got it right twice last year. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was late in the year, too. It just kind of happened. Uh, all right, Deary, it's over you. What do you got? Where are we going? Yeah, let's, let's roll over to uh, my TGFBI league, and let's go with... How about your Jerkson Profar, the Padres, off to a real nice start in his first week here. Winning bid was $33. What was that runner-up bid? I said calm down and shut the fuck up. What's the problem? Mm, boy, what, what was the bid again? What was the winning bid? 33. 33. Well, clearly, I'm a total doofus. Uh, hmm. 33. I'm going to say the runner-up bid was 27. That wasn't good. 17. Oh, okay. Well, that got oh, off. Fine. That got yeah. off. $17. 17 buckaroos. That was in TGFBI. Deary's TGFBI, by the way. That's fun. Okay. That's cool. Uh, hmm. Let me go over to... Hmm. Which league you want to hear from, Deary? You have a preference? No, I don't care. <laughs> no one cares. Let's go to the Tag Team League. This is a big money league. You know, $500 entry fee that is split by two people. Me and Eric Cross working together. Shout out to Eric, my guy at Fantrax. Love you, Eric. And let's see. We did the Josh Lowe bid in main event. Let's try another one. Let's go with... Tyler Duffy. Tyler Duffy 
was added. He's the Minnesota Twins reliever who stinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was added for $14. $14 bid for Tyler Duffy. Deary, name that runner-up fab bid on $14. Six. You're in trouble, honey. Six. The answer is 11 $11. Not bad, not bad. That's decent. For Tyler Duffy, who will probably he be went- dropped this week. He went for $32 in my TGFBI league with a runner-up bid of 11 Okay. Give me another one. Uh, let's go with Kyle Higashioka. Winning bid of $27. What was the runner-up bid? $27. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Get trusted! $27. Jan Gomes okay, I'm surprised. was for Higashioka. Gomes. Kyle Higashioka, $27 bid. The runner-up bid was 26 Ooh, 11 Oh. I want no one else to succeed. Damn it. Okay, I thought, I thought there would be a real tight kind of challenger because Higashioka was getting a lot of yeah. run in spring training. He was killing the ball. I have a competition in me. What do I know? Okay. Uh, I'll do one more. Back to me. And let's go to... Let's see. We did my main event league. We did the tag team league. We could do the... How about this one? This is the Midnight Madness Draft League, which is a $750 entry fee. 12-team league. This one we drafted at midnight. The Bellagio Suite. Shout out to Mike the Mouth. We put on a hell of a party that night in Vegas. Great time. There was chicken wings, and they were okay. They didn't have any sauce on them, though, so I don't really oh, get that's why. Fine. Nope, I like that. I don't put sauce on my chicken wings. I do like that, too, actually. I do like the sauceless wing. I actually had three of them, and they were really <laughs> I it was like four to, hours later after the party yeah. started. So. I prefer to dip. More of a dipper. Double dip your wing. Wing dipping, yeah. I like wing dipping. David Robertson was bid for $232 of a $1,000 fab budget. Save, he got another save today. Yep. It's David Robertson's season at that. I got it wrong. I thought it would be Michael Givens, and I made a mistake. So, David Robertson for $232. Deary, what was the runner-up bid? 183 183 on a $232 bid. Actual retail price is two twenty nine. Very tight on that one. How about mm. that? Woo! Two hundred twenty nine dollars. Get trusted. No, no, that was intense. Woo. All right, there it is. Do uh, you got one more you want to do? Uh, yeah, let's do Carlos Hernandez of the Kansas City Royals. He was a two start pitcher this week. Uh, went yesterday and didn't really look too good. Um, he went for seventy five. Wow, dude. $75 for Carlos Hernandez of the Kansas City Royals, correct? Correct. Hmm. Let's see here. Up your butt, Joe Boo. Just say a fucking number, man. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, wow. You don't want to drag this out for a while? Come on. Watch you get it right now. Did you say it was $27 or 72 72. 75. 75. 75. 75. Okay, well, dear, he's, he's quick to the point. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay, I'm saying the uh, 
runner-up bid on 75 would be way lower. I'd say it'd be more like 16. 23. Not bad. Not okay. Bad. All right, I was in the right you, ballpark. You're, you're in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't feel bad about that at all. I feel like that could have gone way worse for me. So I'm actually... I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm I'm totally fine with that, actually. So there it is. Let's name that runner up bad bid. I am a false prophet. God is a superstition. Dude, just all there will be blo- all there will be blood drops every episode. <laughs> That's all we need. I love it. Yes. Well, I you know, I got some in the in the hopper here now, so they're long overdue. But we are false prophets. We can't predict the future. We try to do the best we can, and that's what you get here on the Plausible Podcast. Two L's. Utah. Two Z's. Give me two. Let's thank you. To Christopher Deary, C Deary1999 on Twitter. DM him, hit him up. You can hit up myself, MJ Govier, G O V is in Victor, I E R on Twitter, anytime you want. And uh, the Plausible Podcast. I already mentioned it many times. Join us on the Discord. Each day we're trying to add at least one new member to the Discord community. So be that new member today, right now. I dropped it in the live chat. You can click on that link and join us or go to the Plausible Podcast Twitter feed where everything starts anew that you need to know related to our show. That's it. I'm Michael Govier. It's Christopher Deary. Just Deary, you going to bed now, or what are you doing? Oh man, I, no, no. Why am I? Why am I going to bed? <laughs> I don't. I'm just being Christina's at a work training. I've been up like I was up till four a.m. the other night. I was up till two a.m. last night. Just been playing video games, watching baseball. There's only like three, or there's only like three seven o'clock baseball games tonight, and no late night games. So I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. Yeah, well, you know, you gotta get your sleep, man. If you don't take care of your sleep. Your heart's gonna fail early, and you're not gonna live long enough. So make sure you sleep. Okay. Holy shit. We want you around when you're. We want you around when you're 77. When you're really of use to everyone. Okay. I, I'm gearing myself up to be up at 3 a.m. Uh, next year for the Yahoo bids. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, lads. Now I know there's not a faint heart among you, and I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. We must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. (laughs) And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.